Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right, Flyover family, uh, we love in-person interviews. You know, this it's all the best. this all kind of started during you know COVID. January of twenty one was the first episode of the Flyover mm-hmm. Conservative Podcast, and you're so everybody's locked down. You did the split screen and Zoom, and it's convenient because people are far away. But there's nothing like being in person. Uh, getting to talk to someone yep. and 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 get their story, we really love the opportunity to mm-hmm. be able to to do this. You're going to get an inside look uh, into a company that most of you have probably had a, a little bit of a tumultuous relationship, probably mm-hmm. going back to November of 2020. A lot of you probably remember where you were sitting the moment Brett Bear prematurely called the state of Arizona before CNN or anyone else called it for Joe Biden, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh. That was kind of a problem. I'll kind never of, forget that time. You might remember uh, where you were the moment that, that uh, for whatever reason, decided to get rid of their their number one person when Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of didn't make a lot of sense. No. There's been a kind of, a, and it might have been the last little thread you were holding on to, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of it, you kind of go back with a deep relationship with Fox News. Mm-hmm. But I doubt very many of you had an opportunity to sit down and talk with somebody who's worked inside the building that knows the process, that knows what's involved, knows the politics, and kind of knows who's who in the zoo when it comes to that exact company. And today we have an opportunity to be able to do a deep dive with someone who uh, worked, paid their dues, climbed the ladder, and and got into what you would consider the dream Mm -hmm. job. If you're in media and a conservative, there's not five big cable news networks, you know, that like the others have. It's it's kind of Fox News is the dream. That's making it to the major leagues. And uh, Sometimes you get in the room and you're like, hey, this is not the way I drew it up. This is not the way I envisioned. And uh, it's also important to know when you get to an opportunity in life to say, um, what are you really made of mm-hmm. when push comes to shove? Uh, what are you, what's your predetermined moral compass? And are and, you willing to compromise your values? Yeah. A lot of you never mm-hmm. get an opportunity to do that, and mm-hmm. uh, especially in a dream situation. Today's guest has uh, she's climbed the ranks of being a producer for Fox News, Newsmax, Major League Baseball, um, the the absolute truth with Emerald Robinson, and she's also now the host of her very own podcast mm-hmm. called the Brianna Morello Show, and we have with us today. Brianna Morello. Wow, yeah. look at us all together. In person. Great. Thank you guys. I'm so happy to be here. Very excited. Welcome yes. to Kansas City. Uh, yes. It's great here. I love it. We gave you your own jar of, of Joe's barbecue sauce. I'm because very excited for that. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And you love to cook. I do. I love cooking. Yeah. yeah. You can, do you do barbecue? Uh no, not normally, but I mean I'll, uh, every now and then. I'll there's yeah. hope. You're a meat eater, so yeah. it's <laughs> like at least you're I love your my steaks, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So once you try Joe's, there's a few others, Q39. There's some other great yeah. ones, you know, here in town, but you'll end up probably drinking it, you know? Probably. Yeah. And that's probably when you know so you have good. an issue. That's where people go to like, a, there are more than one or two bottles a day. That we actually have some friends that probably do drink the barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's it's great to have you here, and we've kind of kind of walked through a lot of this with our episodes going through your your Twitter feed over time. You had an incredible episode mm-hmm. on the Brown Umbrella Show where you walked through your situation with Fox and, mm-hmm. and where, and again, I, I just, I, I'm excited to hear you share this in person because most people never get that opportunity to sit down and say, hey, you know, here you could have everything you've really wanted, but you've got to do this. Yeah. And to, to be in that situation, it's the kind of thing that movies, you know, are made of. And it's got to be a great feeling on this side to actually know you've been through the fire and you've kind of been offered the red pill and the, mm-hmm. and the, and the blue pill yeah. and you've had this situation and, uh, you kind of look look back on it now, but um, kind of walk walk our viewers through this process yeah. of, of getting your dream shot. Yeah, it's crazy. So I started working for Fox back in 2018. Initially, I was in the office. I was living in New York. 
And everything was great, uh, except the high crime, the yeah. as a woman not feeling safe in the community. It's expensive. Uh, it, very expensive. <laughs> I mean, I was re- I mean, I was working at the time just to give you some insight. I was working uh, during the daytime at Fox, and then I was running over like probably like fifteen blocks all the way down to Disney because that's where ESPN Plus was, and I was working a shift there into the middle of the night. Wow! And I did that about six to seven days a week, uh, just oh, to gosh. afford an apartment that was like the bare minimum in New York. Yep. And uh, it was it was good because I liked it because you I learned from like the top of the profession, like mm-hmm. everyone at the best, like the best of the best. Uh, but uh, I didn't like what I had to endure. So when I was in New York, uh, there was a couple of instances I was walking the street one day and a homeless person had like literally spit on me. And it oh. wasn't like he was like trying to do it at me, but he was having like a hallucination or whatever it was. Yeah. And so that was the that was the first moment where I was walking from Penn Station to Fox. I was like. I got to get the heck out of here. Yeah. And then the breaking point was, um, and don't, don't, don't laugh at me, but I do drive a hybrid. And so <laughs> our like, listeners are okay, like, oh man, no credibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> there's like, like five people in Missouri that drive a hybrid. It's like our, our, our super liberal mayor, yep. uh, Kansas City. There's like, there's like, yeah. there's like five, there's like four vegetarians and five hybrids. There there. I know. Well, I, I, I'm, I am like conservative <laughs> at heart when it comes to my money. Right. So yes. like they get in New York, they give you so many incentives. They take off like 10 grand off the sticker price and oh. they give you all these incentives. And then I was like driving into New York City right now. I was like, what was like parking okay. it there? Oh, it was a nightmare. I had to like park literally all the time, like 15, anywhere from 10 to 15 blocks away from the office. Wow. And I walked. And so one night I come back and I had just finished doing uh, Lou Dobbs' show, actually. And so it's probably like nine o'clock at night. And I get to my car and I'll spare you the, the guru, the, like it's just vile. Uh, there was a gentleman there with his pants down. Oh, and no. Only in New York do they find a hybrid to be sexy to be doing that type of behavior. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> so that is disgusting. That is disgusting. So, so just because I am who I am, I did have a knife on me, but I didn't want to pull it out at first. So I, I like found a safe location where he couldn't see me. I called 911. I said, hey, listen, there's a man, pants down, doing something that vile. And they're like, well, the time we get there, he'll probably be gone. And there's really not much we could do. And um, I was hey, pissed. Like protect and serve, man. Yeah, no kidding. One would think, right? Yeah, I was pissed. Uh, grabbed my knife, and he got the point to back off. Yeah, and so uh, he didn't come after me, but he did look at me when he f- saw me, and he did like motion to come. But when the knife came out, he was goner. Yeah. Um, but it was like so many excuses like that. Like it was like that's it, all I needed. But it was also New York at the time was also looking to pass. Uh, well, they did pass criminal justice reform, and it's a joke when you say criminal justice reform because it's really a criminal bill of rights. It gives more rights to the criminals than the actual victims, and actually creates more victims. And like sure. one instance, like because there were so many instances where women are like sexually assaulted or or you know there's groping and there's all these vile things that happen in New York City. Um, and I was reading through it. I actually was talking about it with a Fox executive mm-hmm. one day in a meeting. It was her and I. Um, she's the president of Fox Business. And we were talking about uh, – we were going through it as Lauren uh, Pedersen. We were going through like the, how vile the legislation was and how it's going to be really scary soon. And a part of it was that if you're a woman and you – let's just say – give you a general example. Uh, you're on a subway, which happens daily, and you're groped by a man. Um, he, If you file charges, he now has access to your contact information, phone number, and address. You have got to be kidding me. Yeah. And so most people are like, why would they do that? Yeah. Uh, let's see. New York Democrats were looking to push criminal justice reform on a national level. And so what they wanted to do, ultimately, this is my belief, is they wanted to scare uh, people from coming forward and reporting crime. So if you're told by an officer, which I've been told by officers, people do get scared from filing charges. Of course. That this person, this individual, uh, will get your personal contact information, you're not going to file those charges. And then it looks like crime has actually gone down since implementing criminal justice reform. But in fact, it's risen and you're not going to know how much because most people are too afraid to file charges. Crime crime goes up and reporting goes down. Yes. Which 
doesn't help anybody and it yeah. only really empowers criminals yeah. and and hurts yeah. the, the true victims. Yeah, and you hear people all the time saying, oh, crime, crime is out of control in New York City. I mean, it's way out of control because you can't even tell now statistically what crime is at this point oh because people gosh. just don't want to report it. And I understand it. You know, I'm talking to an officer and he's saying, uh, somebody got a gun pulled on them and then I told them that if I give them your, inf- if you file charges, I have to give them your contact information and that individual backed out of filing charges. Uh, it's stuff That's like crazy. That. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think it was maybe a year ago. One of the lady that was on the subway that got raped, yeah. and nobody did anything. Oh, that was Philadelphia. Over the course of several yeah. stops, and nobody did anything. Yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. Well, there's so many repercussions in New York. We saw we saw you know people. The veteran who was stepped in and he accidentally killed the person. He was mm-hmm. just trying to restrain the individual. He's been charged with manslaughter. Uh, there's been other people. There was another individual who pulled out a gun. Uh, I think she was. I think he was witnessing a robbery, and he tried to help this woman. The woman actually came out. The victim of the robbery came out and said, oh, "I just wish he didn't pull out the gun." Oh man! Let him let them eat themselves. Wow. Don't even help people in New York City. But that's the mentality at this point. Why help them? Now, but you, you're kind of, you're a, you're a New Yorker, though. Yeah, you know. So it maybe not. You know, you kind of got the got the vibe. You got the the DNA. You know, <laughs> to handle the the weather and the yeah. toughness, and you got to walk. Yeah. And there's a there's a pride. Yeah. you know, in, in all in all of that. So you kind of grew up with that as a as a background. But that those are all. Like, like it's kind of baked in the cake mm. of that's what you have to do to make it in that profession. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of, if you're going to make it in the news world, you're, you're going to move to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Right. It's like, you know, that's where you got to be yeah. mm-hmm. in order to, to make it. So you, you you didn't go there and you weren't shocked by that. Yeah. But that's what the grind looked like. Yeah. And it was 2018. This was back in 2018 going okay. to 2019. Yeah. So I resigned from that first. I've, I've quit Fox twice. Okay. Because it was fun the first time I had to do it again. <laughs> um, but I quit again in, in well, the first time was in 2019. I left. I didn't even have a job offer. After that whole incident happened at my car. Yeah. I uh, quit. I let them know I was going to resign. I was actually even considering running for office uh, in the New York State Senate. I uh, was doing all the meetings and whatnot. But after that, I was just like, I, you can't save these people. There's nothing we can do to save them. So I picked up literally whatever fit into my car, made it into my car, whatever didn't stayed behind. And I never yep. saw it again. Uh, drove all the way down to South Florida and moved to West Palm Beach. Now, why, why did you choose Florida? I'd always go there for vacations and I loved it. It was yeah. actually nothing to do with politics, honestly. I just loved going there all okay. the time. Uh, and then during the pandemic, it really became oh, political. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. But the, the food's not as good as Missouri. I mean, I, I can't think I can't think of like five great barbecue restaurants in Florida. You yeah. know, I don't even know what people eat there. Yeah. How do they, even, how do they how live? How do they survive? How do they survive? They're, yeah. That's why they're all skinny. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some pretty good seafood I hear. I don't eat seafood, but everyone really likes it. Uh, all the New Yorkers who fled during the pandemic have opened restaurants in South Florida. Yeah. And so now go. we've got all the good pizza, the Italian, yeah. the everything. So. It's not too bad. We're surviving. Okay, we're surviving. they're, they're yeah, getting yeah. by. Okay, that's good to hear. <laughs> barely, barely. So yeah, it was interesting. So what did um, you do when you moved there? Then what what position did you take on? Well, I first started off. I went jump back into what I was doing in college. I actually started going back to restaurants and working as a bartender and a waitress. Okay, uh, which is kind of like a step down because I mean I don't know what I mean to bartenders or waitresses, but I went from like like top of my career to right. like having to do this. I met some great people. Um, I stayed in the restaurant world, I think for about maybe five months, okay. uh, but I did get a job in local news. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Uh, this It was a Sinclair affiliate. And when I started there, uh, they hired me as a production assistant because it was the quickest way to onboard me. And then within a couple of weeks, they wanted to promote me to producer. So I was super excited. They're like, we're going to give you contracts. It'll be a three-year deal. The contract was pretty embarrassing. I don't know if most people know, but in local news, they pay like garbage oh really like really bad yeah so 
they made me this offer and I'll just be transparent people because everyone needs to know the numbers. This is how bad it is. If your child's trying to tell you that they want to work in this industry, you kind of have to feel it out. This was not livable. West Palm is very expensive. It's one of the top areas to sure. live in. So, um, and, and for markets, it's, I think top 20, I think it's top 15 at least. Uh, they told me that for three years, I was gonna make $40,000 a year oh, and I was gonna man. work overnights and produce the morning show for five days a week. And oh, if I'm lucky, wow. they'll give me overtime. That's <laughs> oh, literally the man. average apartment now is like over $2,000 in Florida. Yeah. So that How would not, you live? Well. You'd have to work multiple jobs. Yeah. They said some of our people do that. Oh, <laughs> and that kind of for sure. wow. So they said to me that this is the best offer I was going to get and that um, I should just sign the, the contract. And I was kind of insulted because I've worked in media for as long as I have. And although I wasn't making great money at Fox either, because I had taken an like a entry level position when I first walked in, uh, I kind of figured something was wrong here. Mm-hmm. So I, um, and they don't know this, but so they're going to find this out if they're watching. <laughs> I uh, went and I walked into our competitor's office and I asked to speak with the news director when I walked in the front office and they're like, uh, what are you like? And I'm like, well, I just been offered a position from uh, your competitor and they're telling me it's the best I'm going to get. So I'd like to see if your news director has a better offer for me. Oh, wow. And the news director came out to meet with me. And was like, okay, we could do 5000 more unless you want to move to Tampa. And then Tampa get you a better deal. So I packed up all my things. And moved to Tampa. Three months into West Palm, moved to Tampa. <laughs> wow, wow, I never heard I of this part. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, I, my parents didn't like me for quite some time. <laughs> like, we don't know what your address is. We don't know where you live. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, so I moved to Tampa. You have like, a degree. Why don't you get a real job? <laughs> I know. I, well, my dad always told me not to do media communications when I told him I was going to major. And he's like, that's not a real profession, Brianna. Go into like con- something with computers. And oh, I'm like, man. I'm just going to live out my You learn to code? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't go into media. Learn to code, B. My conservative father. Yeah. 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 So he, he 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 was not very happy. But uh, I went to Tampa, picked up. I moved to Tampa. I actually got a dog, a little Gia. Yeah. And I tossed Gia in the car. I said, girl, we're going. And we drove all the way down to Tampa. We uh, started, I started the news network. Uh, then the pandemic like super hit. Like we went to like lockdowns. So they sent me home to work in my house. And um Tampa wasn't very nice to me at first. Uh-huh. I had moved to three different apartments because I had issues at all the apartments. This is all in two and a half months. So it's oh, just like the verge man. of having- Plus during a- lockdowns, everything was, was clunky yeah. and hard and communication so was tough. And yeah, so to, to even go visit an apartment to walk through it, you know, yeah. would, you know, everything would have been really challenging. Yeah. And you know the crazy- You got your little Italian draw- dog with you? Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, a lot of drama. She's, got, she's very moody, that girl. <laughs> very moody. She only wants the best. Yes, of course. So, so we moved to Tampa and- um, Everyone makes you. Oh, there's there there's Gia Morello. Yes, so cute, <laughs> my little sweetie. Yeah. Um. So she. So we we get to this Tampa apartment, and um, they quickly shift everyone to working remote, and um, gosh, it was really bad. So the first apartment I moved into, I I didn't know what termites were. I didn't, oh, I never no. knew that was an issue. Any person. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working overnight one night, and it was, I wasn't even supposed to work overnights. Actually, I probably should mention that I was hired to work during the day as yeah. a producer wrong they and this is what happens in the news world as soon as they get you and they loop you in they gave me a one-year contract um they quickly bamboozled me and were like oh one of our employees is really sick and you have to work overnights oh and they no. weren't sick they just couldn't find anyone to fill the position so they stuck me in it oh no so i'm working one night it's probably like one or two o'clock in the morning and like these flies keep coming in and i'm thinking they're flies and i'm like why are all these flies coming in so i like look up at my vent and it's not coming from my vents and long behold these little like wormy things like crawling on the floors and 
all over the place and I started screaming. I could not believe this was happening to me. Um, the entire apartment complex was, was infested with termites. Oh my gosh. Okay, that wait, was the first place you moved into? Yeah, in Tampa. Okay, oh, wait, which no. is worse? Because I, I, most people I couldn't ask this because they wouldn't have first-hand yeah. experience. But, 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 but which is probably worse? Like a termite-infested apartment yeah. and then little wormy things crawling on the floor or a, a, a homeless guy spitting you or, oh, or no pants kidding. down by the car, you know, peeing on oh, your arm. I, yeah, no I don't even know. The termites are really bad because when you're sleeping in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, are, be freaking out. Are they crawling on? They... And they drop their wings too. It's really bad. Oh, <laughs> it's man. really, really bad. Um, so I had a couple mental breakdowns <laughs> and picked up when I moved. Yep. Um, the apartment complex said, Oh, we've never had this happen before. They yeah, had it happen. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, it's not isolated to one apartment. No, no. <laughs> so they tried to say, like, this yeah. is so strange. <laughs> and then I'm like talking to people, like, no, it happened to all of us. And they won't let us out of the they're threatening to sue us. And I'm like, they could threaten to sue me all they want. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved again. Um, and then the location was very suspicious. So I moved again. And then I found a really nice apartment and I loved it. Okay. Um, but then I got a call from Newsmax and they, they this offered This was in me, 2020? Yep. Okay. And they offered me to come and work for them as producer and oh, I was doing wow. on air. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go. Yeah. So, so did you have to move from Tampa? Oh, yes. You know, I did. <laughs> Oh, went no. back down to West Palm Beach. You're, you're I went back liquid. to West Palm Beach. Your, your, your belongings are probably like you're, you're, you're like, <laughs> yeah. a, like a nomadic tribe or something. You got like exactly. a sleeping bag. You're trying to, you know, just... suitcase and go. It's like, why well, yeah. even unpack at this point? Right. Yeah. So within six months, I probably moved at least, gosh, six times. At least. Oh, yeah, five, wow. six times. Yeah, so I had a lot of addresses. Uh, most people thought I was on the run, fleeing somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I swear I'm not like fleeing anyone. Like, you're like, hey, I'm just getting better offers. Yeah, you just got to keep. Yeah. That's the thing about media is like, you can't just like take your first offer. I learned that too when I came out of college. Um, I knew I wanted to work in sports. I got a job offer from Miami Marlins. It was horrendous, not livable, even worse than, than the Sinclair one. Wow. Um, and uh, you have to like not afraid. You can't be afraid to say no. Right. And you got to be able to move on. Sure. Um, so that would be my advice. I always tell people, I'm like, don't be afraid to say no, because there's nothing worse than accepting a job that you know that they're underpaying you. You take yeah. it and then it only gets worse. Right. Um, so yeah, I went back to Newsmax, worked for Newsmax for a bit. And then decided I want to go back to Fox. So I reached out to my my executive friends over at Fox and asked them for a job and if it was okay to work remotely because I knew everyone was working remote. Yeah. And they said, okay, but you have to move back to New York City by January of 2022. Okay. And there was nothing about the vaccine at the time. So I was like, all right, whatever. No big deal. I'll move back to New York City. I'll get over it because I want to work for Tucker Carlson. They said, we'll put a recommendation for you. This is the president of Fox Business who's like, I'll push you through to Tucker. Don't even worry about it. Okay. So I'm like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. I gotta oh, do yeah. It. So. I mean, Tiger is the best of the best of the he, best. Definitely, it, it, yeah. It, it, whatever profession it is, yeah. if it is golf, it'd be like, yeah, I get to be the, your caddy. I get yeah. to be a caddy for Tiger. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, whatever it is, that's yeah, yeah. that's and worth it, it. And when was this? Because it was going to be, you uh, You had to move there by January of 2022. When yeah. was this? So they, uh, we agreed to this contract agreement, I believe in the beginning of January, uh, sorry, the beginning of 2021. And so this is before the vaccine stuff was even happening. And then um, the mandates. And then uh everything kind of blew up in December of 2021. Okay. So they started reaching out to me and asking me for my vaccination status. That's how it started with Fox. Okay. And had you moved, you had you moved at this point to no. New York? Okay. No. Um, so uh, we've, we've actually got some of the emails that were sent to me as well. Okay. So uh, I got this one email from this woman named Denise Collin. She was written as the senior vice president of human resources. And this is because Fox had reached out to me on multiple occasions. Even Suzanne Scott actually emailed all of us. And I don't know if it was it was to anyone who hasn't submitted their vaccination information. It was pretty much hounding us for our vaccination details. I was told by human resources, of course, that it was because they weren't going to do anything about it. What they were going to do is they were just going to put us in separate seating arrangements. So I guess the unvaccinated go into like 
the doomsday corner okay. oh, and then wow. the vaccinated could thrive and do whatever they want. Um, <laughs> and so wow. that's what they pushed it. So then this woman, Denise, you know, was pretty much like the last one, like, girl, you got to get your vaccination status in. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, I'm unvaccinated, but I'm willing to submit my immunity to show you that I have the antibodies. So I'm a safe person. I can be let in the office. And they're uh-huh. like, well, we won't accept that. And I shouldn't have even offered them that. That's that's like betting the knee even too much. Okay. Um, but when you felt the information for Fox, uh, we've got that one too. It was like a list of like every personal medical detail that you shouldn't have to answer. Uh, here you go. So if you're vaccinated, select the manufacturer, select the date of your first dose, select the date of your second devo- dose. If you're unvaccinated, uh, indicate your immunity, date of illness, your last illness. Wait, was this wow. odd for you when you're when you're with yeah. a network that's still on the front end, kind of like yeah. push back on Fauci, yeah. stick it to the man, kind of, you know, yeah. conservative, you know, most of their listeners would have probably cringed to know that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ben Shapiro literally was on Fox and Friends. I think I counted like three times talking about how he's suing the Biden administration over the same vaccine mandate that was being implemented in New York City. And so they were all just sitting there like, how could this, this is outrageous. Yes, Ben, you should push back. Little did they know that everyone behind the scenes was actually complying, whether it was getting vaccinated or or giving some type of an exemption. Um, I refused submitting any exemption at that point. So after I submitted my vaccination information, which I shouldn't have done in the first place, I should have held a line on that. Should have made them fire me because of it. I was just, I didn't want to, I was just too like, do I want to push back cause an issue for me so that uh, they will not let me work for Tucker? Right. And I'm like, mm, probably not. Let me play mm-hmm. it safe. So I had uh, kind of bent the knee, sent them my information, didn't hear from them for a while. I had taken off the day that I was actually physically moving into my New York apartment. So I was living across the river in New Jersey, Jersey City, okay. but I was right across the street from Manhattan. And so um, I get into my apartment and I get an email forward to me. In that email, we have a copy of that, what that email looks like. Okay, so here's that email right here. And this is a reminder. So this means that I didn't actually get the first email, that this is a reminder that was forwarded to me by my executive producer. Okay. And so intentionally, they did not send me this email because they knew that likely, because I was so aggressive about giving my status up, I probably wouldn't have come back to New York City to work for them if they would have told me that I would have had to comply with this vaccine mandate. So they waited until the day that I moved to my New York City apartment to tell me that they were complying with this. So Man, for, okay. for, for people that are just listening or they're on the treadmill or mowing their grass or something, yeah. uh, this would be on the screen, but, but kind of yeah. give people the, the bullet points of this email. Yeah. And, 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 and I guess in the context of this at that time, were you kind of feeling like there was a vibe that maybe this would kind of blow over and, and like every week, you know, yeah. you kind of bide your time. Cause to, you had, cause you had, t- you had moved from Florida back to New Jersey. Back to New York area. Florida, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you, you've you already made the move. Yeah, I'm officially in my apartment. And it's funny, too, because, um, you know, Emerald, even though we were together now, we were still good friends. And so Emerald came to visit me before I moved for Fox. And she was like, I've got a bad feeling about this, Brianna. Don't do it. They're going to force you to get the jab and you get there. And I'm like, no, they won't. This is She goes, don't do it. Don't do it. And long behold, when I call her, she's like, I knew it. <laughs> wow. Um, so this email was sent out to everyone. And so what it, what it pretty much says is that Bill de Blasio is implementing a vaccine mandate in the private sector and we all must comply um, and then it goes on to saying that I have to be vaccinated by December 27th, at least the first dose, show proof of vaccination. And then I have 45 days after the first dose to get the second dose. And that can only be Pfizer and Moderna, I believe, was the the thing here. And then also Fox implemented, they went above and beyond. So they'll tell you that they complied with the mandates, that they were going above and beyond. Um, when I did have to go to New York City um, to help out the office, uh, they required that I get vaccinated. I'm sorry, that I get tested for COVID. This is before the vaccine stuff. That get tested for COVID that day. And there's a, there was a specific part in the office 
where every time I came into the office, they wanted me to get tested. Wow. Um, I was not going to comply with that either. Um, yeah. I was not going to shove anything up my nose. Yeah. Uh, instead, I asked a good friend of mine to sh- shoot me a screenshot of the passport to get in. And so in order to walk into the front of the building, you actually had to flash up a green approval stamp to get into Fox. Okay. And so she would f- screenshot what she had and I would just walk past them with my green thing, even though it wasn't me. And uh, I never got tested. But you had to. They even would send COVID tests to your house and ask you to take them before you come in like two days later, which is smart because, right, like send me a COVID test now so I could take it in Florida, get on a plane, fly to New York City. Yeah. And then walk into the office. The dumbest group of people you'll you'll ever meet when it came to implementing things like this, but they're human resources. They were they were liberals. They were had their pronouns in their email signatures. Like these people were nuts. Um, in this email too, it's an interesting part that catches a lot of people off guard. Mm-hmm. And I did with, when I saw, I laughed. Um, if I got vaccinated before December 26th, Fox was going to give me a $500 bonus. They had to pay you to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was they probably want- part of their cut yeah. from their sponsorships. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have, they have, Pfizer was one of their big sponsors. And on top of it, uh, we've got the next one too, where it's an article from The Blaze. The Blaze actually did this great FOIA request where they uncovered that Fox was one of the many media outlets that was paid by the Biden administration to push the vaccines. So ultimately what this means is that, um, and take a look at what you see on the screen, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, there's safer media outlets. Uh, they pretty much all took it. What this means is, and I only speak towards Fox in this sense, Fox uh, edited their coverage of the vaccine. So Peter Navarro was a guest that I booked for one of the shows I was working on. And Peter was talking about the vaccine and I warned them before I even had him on. I said, listen, I see what he's putting up on Twitter. You guys aren't going to like it. I like it, but you guys mm-hmm. will like it. Um, and they were like, we're just not going to have him on. We'll just edit it, if anything. And I was like, oh, cringe. So we have Peter Navarro Peter on. Navarro doesn't know how to say anything but the truth. Exactly. Yeah. He's only going to speak the truth. Yeah. And it was so it was common sense what he was saying. Ultimately, what he said on our show was that it's pre-tape, so they were able to crop it out. Peter says, uh, if you're healthy and young – don't get the vaccine because you don't know what the long-term effects of these are. Mm-hmm. Common sense, right? Yeah. And they edited that out? They cut that out. Wow. Anyone who's a vaccine denier was giving the COVID vaccines a hard time, critical of the vaccines, wasn't allowed on air. Wow. And so ultimately, you have to like get back to the HHS money because that that's what it looks like to me. So uh, it's interesting, but it's expected at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I tell everyone, you can't trust any media outlet. Like Everyone's got their bias, but you have to be able to track the money down. And that's a FOIA request. So people at home, if you're ever curious, understand like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're wondering like why certain me- like the media is covering things from a certain angle, like yeah. when they push the vaccine, you could at home submit a FOIA request on your own behalf. You don't even have to be a person of the media. It's so easy. You could have just gone to the HHS website, looked up FOIA, and then they have a form where you could submit your own FOIA request. Be very specific of what you're looking for, but you could obtain it on your own and you could be the one to publish it on your own and push it out. So it's not that hard to do. I recommend everyone doing it, but mm-hmm. we don't know how much Fox made off of the HHS money. Uh, the government actually redacted that. And they're claiming that it's not okay for them to, uh, to there you go. Yeah. Uh, another Holden's great resource. Yep. Yeah. It's so easy to fill out these forms. We can become like real journalists we could be like yeah. real deal exactly do it i mean listen it helps when everyone's getting their like their foot in the door i mean i've got i've got i've met a lovely attorney who loves doing these for fun and so he's <laughs> filing all these FOIA requests for me <laughs> and i'm like the nerd is like scorched earth scorched yes. earth scorched earth. i'm like bring them i'll read them all <laughs> so, so tell if our listeners are like i don't even understand what is a FOIA request can yeah. you break it down for them freedom of information act so there's a lot of things that you legally have you are allowed to have as taxpayers uh, emails, internal mm-hmm. emails. Like they might redact like certain things in the emails. But if you're like looking like, 
I wonder like who uh, pushed back on the Hunter Biden stuff with the laptop and maybe she get some internal emails from the FBI. You could FOIA it and request it. Now they might just tell you, oh, sorry, you're not privy to this information, but you could actually push back. If you have the money to do it, sue them. Because um, okay. they will always have to give it up to you. Judicial Watch is notorious for doing that. They'll go to, yeah. and they'll, they're trying to bankrupt Judicial Watch, but not because like of anything Judicial Watch is doing. They're doing great work. They make them take them to court and to fight for these FOIAs. Uh, do it. Do it. It's mm -hmm. worth it. Uh, we will, if they, I've got a couple of these requests in right now. If I don't get them, we will sue them and we will foot the expense at this, at this point. Cause it's just like, you can't sit here and just allow them to get away with this. Mm -hmm. They've done so much. The pandemic gave them so much leeway because there's no one checking in all these people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you're curious about something, definitely FOIA it. You could FOIA any government employee, you could FOIA their emails. And it's, it's quite interesting what you get to in response. Wow. That's an exciting thing. So let's go to let's go to that point in your life then when you get these emails. You say so you just moved in the apartment. Mm -hmm. You're young too. I mean, and you're you're really you. young. You, you, yeah. you, you know, you. And this is <laughs> after all of these yeah. steps. You know, you're you're, you're kind of like finishing a marathon. You're like, yeah. finally, I'm at the finish line. Yeah. Now it's going to be this, and I get a you know, you know everything you kind of have in mind. Yeah. And then there's just this poof, into a brick wall. Yeah. You know, a little bit like what 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 was going through your mind in your heart in that moment? How'd you feel? Well, I cried. Sure, of course. <laughs> I, cried. I was actually on the phone with an executive and he's a very sweet person. I don't hold it against him because he, well, I mean, he's just taking orders, but it's, I guess I guess should hold it against him. <laughs> I mean, not all of us had to take orders. Right. Um, but uh, he was very sweet and he's like, listen, he's like, they're not going to push back. I'm like, they're not going to sue. I want to sue. They're not going to sue. So I was expecting us to sue. Yeah. Like we talked about Ben Shapiro doing in, in Daily Wire. So I was waiting for, I was like, okay, we're going to go file a lawsuit. We're going to sue these guys. Uh, it wasn't going to happen. We knew it was illegal too, also because Joe Biden got, just got his private sector mandate shot down by the Supreme Court. Yeah. So if the, if the Supreme Court says president doesn't have the power, New York City mayor definitely doesn't. Right. And so um, after hearing that, I like got choked up on the phone with him and I'm like, he's like, well, definitely think about your decision. I'm like, my decision's made up. I know what right. I'm going to do. And he's like, think about it because you could be on air here. Oh, man. Like, I see you being on air here. And I'm like, I don't I don't want it that bad. Right. That's, that's, that's so <laughs> I good. don't want it. I don't want any of that. So uh, I sent I sent three emails out. I sent uh, when I resigned one to my executive and senior producer. Didn't really have anything against them. They, they tried fighting for me because initially Fox was actually going to put me on unpaid leave. And so they fought to keep me on paid paid remote work. Mm hmm. They had a fight. I fought too. Mm -hmm. They had a fight. So they they were fair in that sense. Uh, then I sent one to the executive who I had the phone call with and then um, to another executive. And they asked me before you really submit this, like, can I get on the phone with you? And I was like, no, we're not getting on the phone. I'm going to communicate through email with you guys because this is pretty effed up. Mm -hmm. So then uh, my third email went to human resources and it was a, it was a, a very professional fu email. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, well, what are they yeah. thinking though? Because they're a, yeah. they're a conservative news outlet, yeah. you know, young, young girls and, and men, you know, that are like college and going to this pay, like they're not going to attract yeah. real compliant that the left historically can like be featured in a documentary about the machines mm -hmm. can be hacked. Yeah. And then like the next month be like, there's never been any election yeah. corruption ever. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of what that side's mm -hmm. famous for. But if you kind of grow up and you have this thing in your spine of like conservatism, yeah. and, like they're not going to attract a lot of weaklings, mm -mm. you know, they're go like, they, they got to expect yeah. that the, the kind of person that would want a job there would be the kind of person that would also like, you're get, not getting the vaccine. Get the fake card and walk yeah. through and, hey, you know, and kind of, yeah. you know, trying to get through the system and kind of push back on, on overreach. 
have a brand new sponsor for the Flyover Conservative Show, Heaven's Harvest. So exciting. We've been really excited about this partnership because for about two years now, our level of awareness has increased on things that can go wrong in the world. Not just the, the big major stuff, but ice storms in Texas and things that you know you don't plan on. And I guess a level of personal responsibility of like, hey, we have people that we care for that depend on us. And so we've been tiptoeing into it, but it's overwhelming. It's like, what do I do next? And so we've made little steps in that process, but we've been asking everyone we know, everyone we respect, in this space, hey, who's a good supplier of things? Who has food? Who has food that you would actually eat if you if you had to? That without eating styrofoam, that you'd be gagging down if you lost a bet. You know, like like real actual food that if you put it away for storage, that when it came time to do it, would be palatable. As well as as heirloom seeds. You know, a lot of the seeds nowadays you plant them, they're not they're not you can't reproduce with them. You know, they're, they've been genetically modified and really messed up. So. We've been asking people we, we, yep. we, we really respect. Somebody we get a lot of advice from personally, we've made a lot of small moves in our life from is Seth Olhouse with Man in America, and, and uh, we kind of went off of his lead as well as some others. And so we are super excited about this partnership because they're willing to give a massive discount to the Flyover family. That's exactly right. When you go to heavensharvest.com and you use promo code FLYOVER, you get 10% off. What a great deal. We are so thankful and excited about this partnership. Flyover family, join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. My name is Dr. Troy Spurl, and I'm CEO and founder of Synapse Center for Health and Healing. While we're a full functional medicine clinic where we're uh, looking at the entirety of the body, we have nurse practitioners, chiropractors, acupuncture. We do functional restoration with uh, BTL equipment, and we have uh, medical doctors on staff as well to help with PRP and other injections for pain relief. We, we do a multitude of services, labs, nutrition counseling, health coaching, we've got it all. We are constantly being asked about how to improve their immune system. How do I go through a flu season without getting a cold? Uh, I myself have gone 30 years without missing a day of work, never gotten a cold, never been sick. And we just show our patients how to do that. We answer those questions. Why am I tired? Why do I have pain? So if you're watching this right now, just go to our website, officialsynapse.com, click on free discovery call, answer three simple questions, and we'll get you started. One more thing, we are the highest rated, most reviewed functional medicine clinic in all of Minnesota. Yeah, I think like a lot of corporate media outlets, they don't want people who are going to push back against these things. Uh, Fox has been the victim of several lawsuits where, it, whether it's the election fraud stuff where they went after the voting machines, they don't like that stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. They also were the victims in the Seth Rich stuff, even though there is truth to that, it looks like. There, there's certain, you know, court filings that are going on right now. We're going to see his laptop soon that the FBI's had possession of. 
Um, Fox was sued, settled that one. So um, it's cost them a lot in the long run. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're okay with getting people that are going to just comply and shut up and not put up and not fight back or anything. Tucker was the last man standing when it came to pushing back. Yeah. And they got rid of all of his producers pretty much. So now did Tucker and all of those people have to get the vaccination? Interesting part. So it took me about a year to find out after speaking uh, with Gregory, who is his former writer. Uh, on Twitter, he publicly announced that um, Tucker's team didn't have to comply with it. So Tucker's not based in New York. He's remote. Oh. and But his producers and his writers were based in New York. And so they, when they were getting the same emails as I was getting about our vaccination status, uh, I was told there was a conversation that took place between Tucker and uh, the executives, I guess it was, and ultimately laying out the argument that if if you push these vaccines onto my employees, uh, you, you we will walk away. And wow. So that's what I was told by sources. I wasn't there for the conversations. But right. uh, fast forward, I did find out that they were not uh, forced to comply like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And I knew I, I did know it because I was texting with one of the producers on his team and then he magically disappeared. So I figured that they had gotten the exception <laughs> and they knew that I was going to you know raise hell on these yeah. people. And so they didn't want to get like yeah. dragged into it, too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they didn't have to comply. And so. Ultimately, what that means is it's discrimination. Also, keep in mind, when I came out with the story about what happened to me at Fox, I was getting text messages from on-air people because a lot of people, I would hang out with them and we were very friendly, um, but they didn't want to get dragged into the mud with me going after Fox. And so they text me on the side and say, hey, listen, like, I'm sorry this happened to you, but I never had those experiences. And so ultimately, that means you have a tier system. You, you have the anchors up here and then you have all your peasant producers down here. Yeah. And, <laughs> the technicians. and so they were never asked to comply with the rest of us were. And that's what it looks like. So, um, I mean, it's just, it's so crazy that it happens. Mm-hmm. But it, honestly, it's been a blessing in the end because I wouldn't have opportunities like these. But it's it's interesting that I even took D- place. Doing the right thing always plays out well yes. long term. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's a, a beautiful thing that you got to experience that. Mm-hmm. You know and that you stood strong. Yeah, and that you're mm-hmm. not looking back on it with the regret. You're looking yeah. back on it with a man. I'm really proud it, of myself. No, but in, what I did. Yeah. in that moment, you know how much decision was there, and how much of it was just so ingrained your dad's voice. You know, we've you've shared things about you know your dad and and, and on on previous interviews, but how much of that was so predetermined and and in your DNA that it didn't require much then and how yeah. much of it was a did was was there a night of laying there and looking at the ceiling or you know it, it, was there any turmoil on that yeah i never actually like uh considered getting the vaccine mm-hmm. i figured because it was such a hard campaign to get to get everyone vaccinated that there was something wrong with these vaccines yeah. and it wasn't even like the world economic stuff the world you know all uh, for economic gosh i can't even speak world economic forum <laughs> yes yep. it wasn't any of that mm-hmm. it was literally just like going why the heck are you pushing these vaccines on everyone there's no data that supports any of your claims mm-hmm. And then I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be really bad. My grandmother actually uh, was one of the first people to take birth control from what I've heard. And so she had um, taken birth control and then had, after my father, after giving birth to my dad, and had several miscarriages afterwards. Mm. And um, it was related to the to, to the birth control. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was related to, you know, my aunt after, was, she was able to have my aunt. I don't know if the fertility issues my aunt had were related to it. But I just kind of figured that you can't, you can't take these pharmaceutical companies at their word because there's no accountability. Like nobody from the birth control companies were ever sued. Yeah. Yep. And um, we we saw that they had immunity these these big pharma companies. So mm-hmm. um, ultimately, it was just I knew I wasn't going to get it. It was just a matter of will Fox budge because I'm not going to budge. Man. So that's where I went. Okay, so let's talk about uh, what's happened since you've lo- since you've left Fox. Yeah, uh, what what's your life look like since then? It's been really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, great to hear. Yeah, yeah. I think people. Um, I think 
and this was like a lot of this is a lot of the issues for a lot of people. They get a little worried. I know a lot of other producers were upset about it. They filed for exemptions. I said you don't you don't give over your religious information. You don't give over your medical information. That's always been a rule, and in, in, it's a law mm-hmm. <laughs> technically. You know, yeah. it's a, you, your employer can't ask you those questions. Um, and for some reason, people forfeited so quickly. Yeah. Um, so uh, there is me and then somebody else who quit, resigned, uh, and we still speak to this day, mm-hmm. um, and nobody else did. And so uh, we talk no. all the time. Sadly, there was actually another executive who actually passed away. And I don't know if it's vaccine related, oh. but he did die of a heart attack when he was working out. And he looked like somebody based, based off pictures who was healthy and he looked good, mm-hmm. but he had passed away. So I don't know what his information was, but to me, that was just reaffirming that the decision I made was right because- mm-hmm. I don't know what his background is. I don't know if they're going to say it was related to the vaccine. He looked like a healthy individual was working out, running. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. But I have to say it's definitely concerning. And it just reaffirms my decision not to get the jab because it's like they have aggressively gone up against this and said mm-hmm. that this isn't um, – this is fine. It's safe. It's effective. But they didn't know any of the information. Mm-hmm. So I would say to this, like never second-guess your gut. Yeah. Once you get that, that pit in your stomach where if you can't do something, yeah. you feel sick. Yeah. Um, always trust that gut because you're 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 spot on. Anytime I've ever go- gone around, like even like submitting my vaccination information, mm-hmm. I knew not to do that. I knew it was a wrong feeling and I wasn't gonna budget get on it because mm-hmm. I knew I I messed up when I did that because they it was they used it against me later on. Mm-hmm. Um never second guess that gut feeling because it's usually always spot on. That's huge. Yeah. Okay, so since then you um are a producer for Emerald Robinson at the absolute truth. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are doing guys remarkable stuff there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely amazing. And then you also started your own show, yeah. The Brianna Morello Show. Tell us about that. Yes. So the Brianna Morello Show is it's launched off. We launched with our Fox story at first and it's great. It's been received well. Yes, it has. How many views did that have? Do you even know? I think we're around a half a million for, wow. for that. That was super impressive. It's probably even more because I think that was just Rumble or maybe it might have been Twitter. But um it, it took off completely. And then we're also breaking stories that like wouldn't break on Fox naturally. Um, there was a story that J6ers are being followed at the airport that they've been on a domestic terrorist watch list mm-hmm. and we had a J6er on to talk about it I was the one who gave him the tip to start taking pictures and videos and then we had a uh, former US Marshal on and she talked us through what this this is and essentially that interview took off and it went viral but uh, Fox didn't realize that we had done this story so two weeks later I want to say they had this woman on Sonia Labasco wow and you already woman. had her yeah, we that's, had her. that's it right there. But they didn't realize what was going to happen. So she casually slipped in the domestic domestic terrorist watch list comment, and uh-huh. then the anchor Carly asked her about it on Fox and Friends, and then that video went viral. Because um, she didn't know, like basically, the air marshals are like, "Hey, we're actually being taken from our position and put at the border to hand out bottles of water." Yeah, we're basically a welcoming committee mm-hmm. to illegals as they come across here. Here's your bottle of water. The next person's going to give you your phone or whatever else. They're yeah. they're, they're not there to do any enforcement it's just to mm-hmm. hand out bottles of water which yeah. would i think be super like yeah. demeaning oh. for somebody and and, yeah. and and they say well typically you're on the flights well we she goes we haven't been on the the, the, the watching anybody but j6ers for two years yeah on flights they're like wait what and, and she like on air she was like, <laughs> like what? what yeah and then followed up on it that was a story you already covered yeah. two weeks before yeah she was she about fell out of her chair yeah uh, the gal doing the interview you know what's so interesting though about that story um since that air aired so that would be a massive story because it's got millions of views it went viral yeah and so normally as a producer i would want to talk to her and get some more information on this because that's a bomb story like, sure it's taken off she has not been asked to go back on fox 
And as no. somebody who worked there, I can tell you she might have added up, ended up on the blacklist of Fox where she can't come back on for dropping that bomb because they like to play it safe. They don't want that type of story out there. They don't want to go against the federal government. Um, so that's like a story that they wouldn't necessarily want to talk about. Yeah. She hasn't mm-hmm. gone back on. I've asked Sonia, hey, anyone reached out to you? No. When you have a million, millions of views, I mean, literally millions of views on yeah. this video, you as a producer want that person on. Jesse sure. Waters should want that person on. Sean Hannity should want that Sure. Any of them. Nobody followed No one's up. reached out. That's a lot like J6, too. We saw that happen with Tucker. Do you think that's why Tucker was no longer with Fox? Uh, I heard it was a a, a couple of issues. Um, Tucker was given kind of free range, what other shows weren't allowed to do. Mm-hmm. And so for people I've spoken with, the J6 stuff was definitely a pushing point for them. Mm-hmm. But they were tired of hearing from advertisers. I mean, there was one day, this was back in like 2019, I think. Um, I'm walking to the office and they were, ha- they were doing a protest. So they were trying to go after his advertisers, all these liberals. And it was amazing because I walked in, dropped off my stuff and I want to get a, like a bagel or something at the deli. So I drop off all my stuff at the desk, come back downstairs and they're all gone. So they were only there for pictures and videos. Yeah. They were protesting to put pressure on the advertisers. They weren't there for that long, but they had all their signs about Tucker being a fascist and all these other things. And they were gone before it, it, anything. It's so lame. Oh like gosh. these advertisers get tired of their product being on commercials. For yeah. six million people, millions, yeah. you know, people. more than like every other cable network, you know, was yeah, put together. Yeah. If them firing Tucker Carlson at the prime of, it, I was compared to like if the Kansas City Chiefs were to like not not cut Patrick Mahomes, but like bench him until after the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, be like he's the best guy you ever yeah. dreamed of having. Right. Why it makes no sense why you would like literally like poke your own eyes out, mm, yeah. you know, here just to to try to save your face. It doesn't make. Any sense? I want to do something real quick. Um, you've started your own show. We've talked about that. Oh yeah. But but let, let's play like your your uh, they have like a little uh, uh, trailer for it. Yeah. Uh, let, let's play that real quick, and then let's kind of deep dive into what you think that's going to be looking like in the future. The only channel dedicated exclusively to world entertainment. I'm your host, Brianna Morello. My journey into conservative media is quite unique. I was raised in Huntington, New York with my six siblings. My mom stayed at home and raised us all while my father worked. After graduating school, I landed in the sports world. I was a freelance reporter and a producer for several outlets. I worked for companies like Major League Baseball, NHL, ESPN Plus, and many others. But it wasn't until a couple of years in the sports world I realized it just wasn't for me. So I made the jump into the news industry. My first gig was at Fox News and Fox Business. I was a teleprompter operator. And although they say it's an entry-level position, it was extremely high-pressure environment. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? After spending a year over at Fox, I decided New York wasn't for me. So I picked up all my belongings and drove all the way down to South Florida. I moved to West Palm Beach before anyone else did. And then during my time in West Palm Beach, I landed at a local news station down here. I was so tired of having to just copy and paste over scripts from platforms like the Associated Press and other platforms where you just don't put thought process into it and there's somebody else who's generating a script for your anchor. So then I ended up landing at Newsmax. I think Bloomberg has a really tough situation he's going through right now. After spending quite some time over at Newsmax, I did head back to Fox. I started working for Maria Bartiroma as a booking producer for her Fox Business weekend show, as well as Wall Street Journal at large. After finding out that Fox wanted me to comply with the local New York City vaccine mandate, I resigned. But I am extremely grateful because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have landed my first gig in independent journalism with Emerald Robinson. We launched The Absolute Truth on Lindell TV and it's been absolutely incredible. It's our very own senior producer here at The Absolute Truth for her show debut. 
Brianna Morello. I am now a firm believer in independent journalism and strongly believe that will save our country. So I'm honored to be on this independent platform and bring you the stories you won't see anywhere else. Join me in my journey on The Brianna Morello Show here on Rumble. What a great attitude. Oh, uh, it's so good. <laughs> that is so cool. So, okay, awesome. so if people want to follow you, probably the best place is to go to briannamorello.com, right? Mm. Because from there, they can go to your Rumble, then go to your Twitter, they can go to your Substack. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk about your Twitter because you've got a lot of followers on Twitter. Yeah. You have been, or X, you have been somebody that. <laughs> the um, kids are calling it now. I know. <laughs> you've been somebody that um, you share the truth kind of from a perspective of sarcasm, yeah. which is so much fun and it's inspiring to others. They're like, man, I, I wish I would have said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really good. So um, how many, what are you up to now? 150,000, 153,000 followers. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. That's um, pretty incredible. Yeah, I think it's super important. So the news cycle is pretty depressing, uh, most part. Uh, yeah, a lot of negative stories. So if you crack some humor and, and really draw the attention to the idiocy coming out from these people mm-hmm. uh, with, a, with a slight touch of humor, I think people appreciate that. Um, it's it's interesting because, like, I could kind of tell what's going to be like a big story, mm-hmm. and I try to grab it as quick as I can and be the first one to comment about it. Yeah, um, while saying factually correct, of course, but. Um, it's, it, it's been received pretty well. I do have my trolls. We meet sure. them. Yep. We don't block them. We meet them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I block some of them. Yes, I blocked you. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's, it's interesting. I think Twitter's a great place to, to have a platform. It's gotten a little bit better with Elon Musk. So mm-hmm. thankful for that. I hope it stays a free speech platform, but ultimately it won't be a free speech platform until our friends over at Infowars are back on. Yes. You know, Alex Jones, Owen Troyer, yep. all of them, because they still won't let them back on, but they'll still, Elon Musk will still tell you it's a free speech platform, strangely okay. enough. Yeah. Uh, if Once Alex Jones is given the, the, the same freedoms as the Ayatollah, then <laughs> yeah. we'll consider it legit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's discouraging. I mean, I know we did, they just let Tommy Robinson back on recently, and I know we had him on my podcast yep. to talk about it, but um, if you go on and you look for Tommy Robinson, he's actually non-searchable. He doesn't come up. Some people say they could find him, but I've gone on every device. I've gone on every different types of way to like look for him. I can't find him. Other people are saying the same thing. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'll let Tommy come to my party. Like, we can't find we him. Can't find we can't find him. We made him stay in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's technically here, but he's locked in the garage. Yeah, we didn't tell him that he gets here. <laughs> yeah, if you look like like there, that's not even, if you look that, that's not even Tommy's page. It's, I believe it's a fake page. Uh, yep, that's a fake page. So you can't even see Tommy Robinson when you search for him. Oh, man. Um, and that's his username, too. So it's interesting. You have and to, like, deep dive to find Tommy's page. Well, you can tell people want to hear from Tommy Robinson because yeah. fake Tommy's got 40,000 followers. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, people love Tommy. I mean, he literally, yeah, he's up to 419,000. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that picture. <laughs> um, he's hilarious. He is um, great. But, yeah, it's it needs to be a free speech platform for everyone, and mm-hmm. you can't shy away. The advertisers are are acting scared but if you hold your ground they're going to want to be on twitter they're not going to want to go anywhere else with their money sure. yeah, well it's actually the best advertising that yeah. they could have yeah. you know because they're holding the line and i think i think this is the best advertising that you could have for your show because when 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 in the most critical moment where you could waffle mm-hmm. you didn't yep and i think you've earned america's trust to tune into, mm-hmm. to, to check out. Your your stories are truthful. You're insightful. You do the hard work in private to research, yeah. to get mm-hmm. your stuff straight, and you come in public and share it with FBI whistleblowers. and, and they're, the, they're always the, hot. The best guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I'm excited about and you're, it. And you're live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. on Rumble. So, yeah. But you can, again, you can go to briannamarillo.com, and then you can find a Rumble channel from there. But it is the Brianna Marillo Show on uh, Rumble. So yeah. it's powerful. And then tell us before we let you go about your Substack. 
Substack, yeah. So I do every now and then post on my Substack page. It's just been another great platform to get things out there. Um, we did. A, I did a recent story about how after we did the the uh, the watch list story, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden all my electronic devices are bugging out. That was crazy. Out. Yeah, and it's like it's. You talk to anyone. I've spoken to other people. This was the same thing that Cheryl Atkinson was reporting yeah. on that mm-hmm. happened to her. Um, and it's it's pretty much identical at this point. So when you piss off the federal government, they come after you. But just great, honestly, it reassures that I am pissing off all the right people. And <laughs> well, I you'd be offended it. if you weren't. Yeah, I, I know. I would. Like, I'm over here trying. You know, you tr- your mouse is moving on its own on the that screen. That was and, wild. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't read the Substack Flavor Family, you need to go check it, it out. Kind of kind of creeps you out a little bit. Yeah. Enemy of the state, there kind of a thing. But you know, mm-hmm. when 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 people that are doing evil things, you know. Um, You'd like to be mm-hmm. going against them, yeah, That's exactly. You know, right. and and standing up. You know, yeah. there weren't enough Bonhoeffers in Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, standing up. And I think in this time, we need as many truth tellers as possible. Yep. Something that's unique in this moment in history versus any other is it's not a, a centralized three or four people have a chokehold on being able to get information out. It's mm-hmm. not just Walter Cronkite saying that's what happened tonight. There's a lot of options, a lot of sources, and it makes me hopeful for America yep. that you're one of them. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm super happy to do this. I think it's important to do because I mean, if we don't, if we all just sit there with the corporate narrative and keep just regurgitating it, we're just not going to save this country. This country is on a rapid decline. That's that's the most obvious mm-hmm. way to state it. Um, and there's not many people who are going to be able to push back. I think Americans are seeing that they're supporting independent journalism rather than the corporate, yep. yeah, you know, media hacks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thankful that people are willing to support us and and everything that we're doing. Um, and I think it's really important to do it. But I also think people need to understand when you do these type of things. There's a lot of things to look out for. Um, independent journalists are constantly attacked by like media matters and other groups and stuff like that. Yeah. So you can't believe mm-hmm. any of that nonsense because it's, they're trying to turn you away from looking at these reporters. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when the media matters or any of these organizations are going after them, it's because there's some truth in it and they don't want you seeing that. So always pay attention to what Great the distraction point. is. Yeah. Brianna, thank you so much for coming to Kansas City, yep. spending time with us, being here. This has been really fun having well, you in the Thanks for joining us on the Flyer Conservative you. Podcast. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, it used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years you yeah. know, before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office, $700 more a month than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending, but we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets. And now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to 75, if it goes to 100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or the moon landing? chemtrails, the Nephilim, demons. Those are all things that fascinate me. Decided to use our platform of the Flyover Conservative podcast and create a new show called Conspiracy Conversations. 
Every Saturday morning, we get together with some of the brightest minds in the world that have spent thousands of hours on a topic, churning through the research, looking at things they've traveled, they've been to the locations, they're looking for the truth because they're as curious as you and I are about what's true. What is really true about our past, where we came from, where we are, and where we're going? We don't bring on guests to iron out their wrinkles and find out the things that we disagree on. No more than I go to the grocery store and, and, and try to put everything in the whole store in my cart. I just try to walk out with better ideas than I had when I walked in. If you got something inside you that's like, what about that? I don't even know if I agree, but I would like to hear them out. If you have an open mind and a curious heart, we've got a show for you every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, conspiracyconversations.com. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.